We are back for another episode. This is episode four of the B-Team podcast, so we keep chipping away, and this is a world first. I told you, we're going to be the best podcast in the solar system, and this is getting simultaneously live cast on TikTok. I've never heard of another podcast that does this. Right, we've got to mix it up, Adama. I know a lot of people are getting on the podcast. It's like a second, a second win for the podcast. Millie Graham, one of the um, TikTok creators of the year, she just announced a podcast. William Gibb. Uh, Ranger yep. from TikTok, funny Ranger. Uh, he just Love announced a, a podcast. Ranger. So I don't know. We, we kind of jumped the gun a bit before those guys, and now we're jumping the gun, going live on TikTok while we're filming the podcast. You're so. gonna see people copying this. This is I've n- not even Joe Rogan has thought of this. L- we are live on TikTok at the moment. What'd you get up to on the weekend? You, you're yeah. everywhere. One minute you're at Flamingos, the next minute you're hosting a movie launch. The people's champ. I got to mix it up. Like I said, we've got to innovate. No, I was at uh, the Neverland movie premiere. How was uh, that? Neverland is a movie about three Polynesians trying to make it out of the hood. Give them a plug. But it was fun. Spanion was in there. A couple of other yeah. artists. Hooligan Skinny. Related to Hooligan Hefts. Yep. I believe. Uh, and a couple other young uh, actors. Uh, Alyssa Sinecore's in the film. Uh, another musician. But uh, I thought the movie was good. It's like a Polynesian version of the combination. If I could say, you know, with selling, the guy with the mullet, that's a classic. Yeah, it, and it was. I thought Spanian was, Spanian was the highlight for me because he's a believable gangster. So he has a little cameo in there. A couple, speaking couple as well. scenes, couple scenes. So uh, look out for for Neverland. But that that was my weekend. Hosted that, emceed that, uh, got some good content there. But watched a good week of sports. Was great it was sport. stacked. With sports, it was UFC stole the show for me. There was a bit of F one. Mm. You in F one? Look, a little bit. Have I seen Drive to Survive like everyone else? Yes. Yeah. Who hasn't? I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of uh, fake F1 fans out there. At least the recent like surge of all these F1 going to the Grand, Grand Prix on your stories. Everyone, everyone all of a sudden just wanted to go down to Melbourne, I saw. And oh, yeah. There's no doubt that there are a lot of fans that watch it purely because of that. But I don't think that's a bad thing. No, that's great marketing from, from F1. Yeah, it's great for the sport and... I'll just say this, F1, the drive to survive, cracker. The actual sport itself to watch, God, it's hard boring. to get through. It's boring. It's, it's just long. It's like 80-something laps. Many, how it's many not, times can you watch people trying to overtake yeah, each it's other? It's not like on bike. I like MotoGP on the bikes. Mm. That's mad. There's overtaking. It's, they're just big cars. Like My Yari would struggle to get through some of those lanes. And you're trying to get these massive cars. Just, it's, it's 80 laps. It's very long. A little I've been, bit boring. Drive to survive, though, elite. I've been to Eastern Cape go-karting. So I think that's similar. I could probably give it a crack. I went to the V8 Supercars at Eastern Creek. But yeah, I'll probably get more kick out of doing the go-karting than watching a full F1. For anyone listening, they're talking about bringing the F1 to Sydney. That'd be pretty big. Yeah, because Albert Park, the contract, producer Shabs knows, it's running out soon, isn't it? 2025. 2025, Adelaide had it. Melbourne has it. We've never had it. It talks about doing it through the harbour. Well, you know what the... You know, you do it... You'd go through on the other on sports the need to adopt getting a Netflix show to build up, you know, some following. NRL, yeah, NRL. NRL could well, they had on. that thing on stand, didn't they, with Michael Maguire swearing at his players? The Tiger Town was Tiger it? Town. That, that was alright. That was okay. Yeah, that was okay. The Madge just spraying them for a whole season. Yeah, but I mean, like Commonwealth we Games, need, for example. No one wants some... to watch the Commonwealth Games. I think it's in Melbourne next year, so they need a Netflix show to say, yeah, yeah. please watch us. You can't just rely on that diver Sam Finker who's carrying TikTok at the moment. You know? Yeah, he's good. He's good, but I, I like a Harbour Bridge. I could see that Sydney Harbour. I just I want if they crash, where's the cargo? You, you can't be having crashes on the Harbour Bridge. You're in that harbour. Oh, I've seen it. Shark You've seen that. Water. You've seen the crash You're in on trouble. the Harbour Bridge as well. That You're in lights trouble. up 
opposite lanes. It looked good. Though. If I drive on the Harbour Bridge, I'm going far left. I'm never going wildly. It looked cars. beautiful. I don't know how the race would be if there'd be much overtaking, but it, there'd be some beautiful pictures. We've got some fan questions once again, and we love that, guys. Get your questions in on Instagram, B Team Podcast. Give us a little follow on TikTok as well. This one's from Nick Coz. It's a great one. Who gets the centre spot for the New South Wales Blues after Latrell's injury? So it's an obvious one for me. Latrell's out. I think we're going to think along the same lines. Katoni Staggs. Yeah. He treated uh, oh, the Rooster Centre like he a bully. He was giving him nightmares. Sat him down constantly. And you got to think, Momorowski's no slouch because he's not, been... Won a premiership at Penrith. He's been at Melbourne. Been there's, at the Chalks. He's, he's, he's been a, at a lot of good clubs. He's a seasoned veteran. He's safe as a house. That's why the Roosters brought him back to replace Josh Morris. I but feel bad for him. Katoni Staggs was a handful. Nightmares. Could not handle him. Proper bull in a china shop. He was just yeah. running amok. Came back from that ACL injury and people were worried. An explosive player like that. You'd know it being around footy. A lot of footy players. You have that injury. A lot of them are never the same. But he's looked like he never left. Yeah, a few of them have come back strong. Teddy's come back like being the best player yeah. in the game. Best fullback in the game. Adam Dewey's come back from an ACL. Come back from another ACL. So I'm sure he'll get back into the swing of things. But... Um, yeah, no, Katoni Staggs is going to be my centre for origin if, so. if Latrell's out. One. Yeah, otherwise he's 18th man in that centre position anyway. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Katoni has to be there. Great but question. who, who are some other centres that could fill in the gaps? I don't really... He's the first one that comes to mind. I can't think of anyone else unless they go the fullbacks at centre route, which we've Maybe done with Turbo. Maybe some young Penrith centres that have slotted in and done a good job. Yeah, I think it's a, it has to be Katoni. Yeah. I think he'd get it. Great question, Nick. Next one. This one's from Tom. Bit of basketball. We love the NBA. Mm-hmm. Who you guys got winning the NBA? Safe bets are Phoenix and, and then the Bucks. Bucks yeah. to go back to back. Giannis. No, Giannis. I'm only joking, God. Greeks get on me for that. Um, but yeah, no. Nah. It's got to be those two. It's, yeah. The Phoenix, oh, look. Uh, it would be strong. nice to see Chris Paul finally get a championship. I'd love to see you know, the he's point been, He's worked so long yeah. and just failed at every turn the last. Well, what? He's finally got the team. He's got the team now, but Giannis, he knows how to turn it on in the finals as well. He's just going to throw, he's going to throw that Bucks team on his back and just, I think he's going to take, I'm going to go the Bucks. I guess we'll say, I wouldn't mind seeing some long shots, but I guess we'll get back. We're going to, we're going to say long yeah, shots because yeah, I got yeah. my NBA tip for the long shot. Now back for another week. It's, it's our best segment without question. It's an award-winning segment, the podium mm-hmm. finish. Yeah. We give a three, two, one. For anyone listening on TikTok that's never heard this segment, we give a three, a two and a one, bronze medal, silver and a gold. And a participation medal for someone who just completely had a shocker. Give me a bronze medal. I'll kick off with my bronze. I'm going to go Kyle Flanagan for the Bulldogs. He got thrown into the Wolves. having a. He, apparently, he didn't train with the side all preseason in the halfback spot. He didn't train alongside Matt Burden. So they, it sounded like they were just throwing him out to see how he would go. They've had a halfback crisis the last five years. Like they, yeah, they haven't been able to sort that and out. And it was ages. good. He had a good showing. He, he played well defensively. They did get belted, but... Um, they need to just stick with a seven. And I'm surprised they haven't stuck with him even on the back end of last year. They dropped him when they were playing for nothing. So it would be good to see Trent Barrett pull your head in, play Flanagan alongside Burton, let him compliment him, let him be a flat-out organiser for the Bulldogs going forward. Here's one for you, Bernard. You're a Doggies fan. Lots of signings. They had the high expectation. Once the dust settled a little bit, people realise this team's going to struggle to make the eight. Are you happy so far with their start? Real realistically, s- switched on fans were said, "Look, we're making good signings. Thank yeah. you, Gus Gould, for you're starting, the, the right starting to put the puzzle pieces together. But we're not going to make the eight this year. Nah. We don't have we don't have the attack, 
Our, our last tackle options are always dodgy. We can't just rely on Burden, who's our best player. Oh, and he's, he's more a of a, he's better when he's running. He's better when he's For playing sure. that, that running five eight game. So he needs a good seven to compliment him. We're getting Reed Marnie next year. That'll be huge. We've maintained a decent pack. Hopefully we can keep Paul Vaughan. You know like Tavita Pangai. Yeah, Maxi King as well yeah. has been good. Forwards have been good. He needs a good seven. You splash the money on Fox. Wingers aren't going to win your comp. But what yeah, do you reckon with Fox? How many tries does he get this season? How do you go from Melbourne? Yeah, I know he probably won't see as much ball as quality yeah. ball, but how do you go from being one of the leading try scorers in the comp behind maybe George Jennings in his team to how many tries do you think he's going to score this year? <sighs> over under. What do you reckon? What's the over under set at? 10. I'm going to go under. Under 10 yeah, tries. I'm going to go under. Shit. I think he's spewing a little bit. Like, I mean, he's, 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 I won, a, he's you, won a you comp. Get, you get more money. He's won a comp. You get more money. You go to Sydney, but then he's going to realise, like, you're you're the fox. You're the man when you're at Melbourne and you're winning comps. No one really yeah, cares about you that they... much when you're a winger and you're coming 14th and all of a sudden you're not scoring that many tries because you're not getting good quality ball and everyone he has around him is a rep player. And he goes to the Bulldogs, which aren't as good. If they can turn it around next year, and that could be the kickstart to them maybe. making the eight with yeah, a maybe. full team. With, a, with look, a, he's a locker room character. Like that, they love him. He's he's vocal. Probably wanted to be around his family. I agree. I agree with you. I don't think he's going to see many many tries. Many I don't meat think pies. So. I'm going to go board. under this year and then over next year. Yeah, that's a fair play. And then for my bronze medal, I'm going to give golf some love. I was okay. watching a bit of the Masters. Mm-hmm. I don't play golf that much. I wish I did. It was one uh, of those sports. It's that one sport I wish I was good at. I'd be that guy that's just constantly on the golf course. I'm, I have respect. For golf players. I'm too uncoordinated to do it. I go to the range, I can't hit it. But everyone knows one man, Tiger Woods. Is there a guy that's more universally the goat of one sport than Tiger? I can't think. He is just, you think golf, you think Tiger Woods. Mm. He had a car crash. And sex addiction too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, we love a comeback. We love a comeback story. And he, he was hit rock bottom, bit of a pumpkin eater, bit of a cheater. Imagine they had OnlyFans back when... Tiger Woods in was in his prime. Like it's, it's, it's taken its toll on Tiger a little bit. He's losing his hair. He looks weathered. He had a car crash. They said he was going to amputate his leg. Shit. Yeah, he had hit rock bottom. He comes back. Not only was he playing in the Masters, very little preparation. Masters, best of the best. He makes the cut. He plays the full four days. Tiger Woods gets my bronze medal. Just strutting around. And it's the Tiger effect as well. They said that because he, he, he was there, viewing was up 30%. Yeah, and they say every... Every golfer under the age of 30 needs to thank Tiger Woods for the sure. pay that they're getting because yeah. they're getting paid millions the whole at tournaments. Sport of golf. Just like F1 needs to thank Drive to Survive, golf needs to thank Tiger Woods. The scenes when you see him playing, like, but there's crowds of thousands following him. Mm. Tiger's the man, and he gets my bronze medal. My silver medal is going to the Parramatta Eels and the Gold Coast Titans in that game. They're showing that they can exploit the rules a little bit. I like a team that knows how to exploit the rules. Bill Belichick does it in the NFL. Craig Bellamy likes to exploit the rules with the wrestle and whatever it be. So a bit of Eddie Guerrero back in yeah, the day. Like yeah, cheat still. Whatever you got to do to win, it's a competitive. It's a competitive nature. It's a competitive sport, rugby league. So what they're doing, and they've been doing it for a couple of weeks. And you know, Fox Sports starting to catch on. Graham Annesley, the NRL, are really catching on. They want to, the refs to hamper down on it. They're going to leave it up to the discretion of the refs, but the players. In order to get a captain's challenge, you can't do a captain's challenge in general play. There has to be a stoppage in play. Yeah. So players are forcing a penalty by laying in the ruck or, yeah, just, or holding on to a two on one or, strip yeah, or whatever it be. They're the going to cause a stoppage in play so they can call the captain's challenge. I don't mind that. You said they wanted to stamp it out in the game. Why? 
Well, what, what's because, the worst? But because, what's the worst that can happen? That they give away a penalty and then, all right, then captain's challenge it didn't work. Okay, then the team gets a penalty. So you're actually getting penalised for doing this. Well, the players are smart because if they call in the captain's challenge, knowing they're going to win it, they're going to get the ball back. So they don't care about so, the penalty. So what's the problem with the it? The problem is that the NRL is saying is that they're trying to speed the game up. So the more you're trying to exploit oh. for a captain's challenge or uh, get a penalty, to sl- you're slowing the game down. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, if they wanted to get rid of it, they shouldn't have brought the challenge in in the first well, place. Well, maybe the refs I've just I've got a need simple a solution. Why don't you just get the call right get in the, the first call place? Right. I yeah. think it's a it's a win win. You either the team gets it right and you get the right or call. Or the team which, gets a penalty. End of the day, like use the NFL, the NFL do this all the time. As long as you get the right call, that's all that matters. Or the team doesn't get it right and they get penalised. Because there's, a, there's always a chance they don't win the challenge. And I've I've noticed something with the challenge, and it's been spoken about in rugby league for the last since the challenge has been since the inception of the challenge, but. When ninety percent of the time a front rower or anyone in the forwards calls for a challenge, a captain's challenge, they're they're not winning it. But if a halfback does it, yeah, uh, someone from the spine, a hooker, Tedesco, the brains, the brains, the brains of the side, you know, more you, than likely they're winning that. You challenge. always know if a winger, a winger, mm. or a front rower is making the challenge, especially the one where they make the challenge and they don't even console the captain. They yeah. just go challenge straight away. You know they've got There needs wrong. to be a study done. And then they probably, team should say, okay, who's That'd the- That'd be a good case study. Who's the challenge coming from? Okay, maybe we don't go with this challenge. Yeah, I rate that. Because uh, I think nine times out of 10, the big front rower, he, when he spilt one or If or I had winger, to choose between Junior Paulo calling for a captain's challenge- Or Daly Cherry Evans. Or Daly Cherry, I'm going with Daly. He's probably winning the challenge nine times out of 10. For sure, you're onto something. A bit of, a bit of science right there. I'm going to stick with league for my silver medal, Manly. We didn't tip him. Nobody did. Nobody. Uh, nobody. The bookies won big. We should have known better. The Knights sold us a lemon. By beating the Chooks, they gave us hope. They made us think that they're a decent footy oh, team. I said they see. were going to make the eight after no. the, the first two didn't rounds. you say they were smoky for the uh, four? Anyway, we, we had a shocker. We both tipped them. Turbo-less Manly. Not only did they beat them, they absolutely battered them. They won 30 to 6. They looked better. I think Matty Johns even set it up now. They looked better without Turbo. He... Maybe they just play a little bit of hero, like a bit of Tommy ball when he's there. They're a bit too over-reliant. I thought their forwards dominated. Dylan Walker looked great. They looked. That was one of the best performances they put together this year. It was a team performance. Everyone got involved. And the Knights, they were just stinking. They were lucky not to get my participation medal. Yeah, they've had a lot of distraction off-field with Kalen meeting up with Wayne Bennett. And, you know, all the press conference post-game was all just asking Kalen, mate, how was the meeting with Wayne? You got one foot out the door already. And he was just, mate, I just leave it for my managers. How much money is Kalen Ponga on? He'd be on a meal at the, t- at the Knights. 900 plus. Easy. Now, I rate Kalen Ponga. But is he one of the most overpaid players in the NRL at the mm, moment? Nah. No, I think I think he's. I think how long's he been at the Knights for? Three years. Three years. They've never gone even close to winning a comp when he's there. This is one of the best plays in. I think Kalen Ponga is amazing. He has that moment of brilliance when he's on. He's unstoppable. Yeah. But he's not the type of player that when a, when someone when his team's down and out and they need him, he throws him on his back. Yeah, I've never seen him do. It. He's great when the team's looking good it, and they're winning thirty. Turbo's on one point two. At the Manly, if he was at the Knights playing fullback, is is he is he you're gonna say is he worth it? They've had a gun team for a while. And he's there for a while. They've had a good. They've had a good forward pack since he's been there. I think. I think Caelan Ponga gets away with a little bit. He's on a lot of money. Well, he'll be on. He'll be on a lot more when he goes to the Dolphins. They're they're saying potentially he could go 1.4. I would not throw 1.4 million dollars at Caelan Ponga. He's never shown me that he's worth that. Great in spurts and when his team's winning, but. He, I just he does with, it for me. The, like he, I've never seen him steer a team. So like when when they're down and out, I've never seen Kalen step up and and throw his team on his back and you know steer his team to victory. When they look great and he looks great, 
He's unbelievable. I just think if you put him in the right team, it's like if he was playing at the Roosters, if he was playing at, you know, maybe even Manly or even the Melbourne Storm, he'd be firing and we'd be talking about how we talk about Ryan Pappenhausen being a freak. Yeah. He's, he's basically Pappenhausen, a bit more season, a bit more meat about him. I, 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 think he's, I think he's definitely worth it. He can play 5'8". He's got a good ball on him. He can spark anything. You know, I, I'd take him at the Bulldogs Oof. every day of the week. Yeah, maybe that's the problem. But I don't know. Guys, let us know what you think. But I think Caelan Ponger, I would not be giving him 1.4. I'd be giving Cameron Munster 1.4. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, you're, and he's, you're, man, he's, you're not a fan of. But no, I, I think I'm a fan of him. I, he, I'd be putting, I'd be building my Dolphins team around him, not Caelan Ponga. He ran ran a muck through the Warriors the other day, and, and in his prime, uh, at his best, he's still young. What is he? 28. 20, yeah, twenty seven. But yeah, yeah, when he's when he's going well, he's he's the best five eight in the comp. But I'm just saying, Jerome Hughes has been playing better. That, yeah. that's, I think that's a fair statement. But gold going, medal time to my gold. It's the UFC. Comes up versus Gilbert Burns. What a fight. Best fight I've seen in a while. They were just tearing off on each other. Three rounds. They didn't stop. There was blood everywhere. It was a, it was just a it was a top fight. I couldn't you know, we thought Hamzat was gonna do what he did in his previous fight, just take him down and just bully him on the floor. Gilbert, unreal takedown defense. They just stood up, traded blows. I thought it was I thought it was a top fight. People said it could have gone either way. I was watching that fight. I after after the third round, I thought it could have gone either way. They gave it to Hamza, and I had no problem with it. He looked great. The jump up in competition, though, from fighting Tomato Ken. So let's go. Dana White, Uncle Dana served him up a couple Tomato. Well, he was Ken. unranked fighting a ranked two. To, to fighting a, a guy in Gilbert Burns who just fought for the title, and he showed that he belonged at that level. But got to give respect to Gilbert Burns as well. Hung in there, bang. They turned into a fight. That third round, they were just. Like, you know, those little rock and sock and robots that yeah, were just yeah, throwing yeah. bombs at each other. I was other. a bit disappointed Hamzat didn't give the old, I kill everybody in the in the post-match fight. I think he's got a catchphrase maybe, that maybe put that on a t-shirt. Maybe to run through Gilbert a little bit. And Gilbert, Gilbert showed that he was legit. He said, he came out and said he's a tough, he's a tough bastard. Oh, yeah. you know? Gilbert's one of the best in the world. Now he's probably going to fight Colby. I get, yeah, they've been they've been hyping that up. That'll Massive. be a big money fight. Colby versus Hamzat. I'm going to stick with UFC for my gold medal. I'm going to go Alexander Volkanovsky. We said it, yeah. We said it last week. Fight he should win against the zombie. Not only did he win, he beat the shit out of him for the whole fight. That could have been stopped after round one. Respect to the zombie. That's why he's the zombie because he was just eating it, eating it. If this was boxing, they would have stopped it much earlier. They would have thrown the towel in. But Volko looked the best he ever looked. And now, looking at that division. What's left for him to do? He's talking about going up and fighting mm. Gaethje, possibly. He's cleaned out that division. He's beaten the best in that division twice, Alexander Volkanovski. He's even called out, not called out, but when Conor McGregor was brought up to him, he says he's not even relevant in my books at the moment yeah, because he hasn't that. been fighting and, and he I just think thinks he, he's he'd in, in a, a much off, higher class. He'd need to chop off an arm or something to make Featherweight. Now he's juiced up and... Yeah, no, it'd be, it'd be tough to make it. But I don't know, the UFC, they've been pulling these cards and I know the next one's a massive card. It's, yeah. Charles Oliveira and Gaethje. Gaethje's fighting, so I mean, I'll be, I'll be tuning in. Everyone's not not, was not like the F one where everyone's jumped on the bandwagon. UFC slowly building up that yeah. big fan base. Oh, it has been for a while, yeah. even before Conor McGregor. It's, I think it's become bigger than boxing. Hundred percent. It it's also the fight card. You tune in for boxing, you're tuning in for one fight. Whereas UFC, like Volko, probably out of all those fights, was a little bit of a fizzer because it was so one-sided. We as Aussies loved it. Mm. You could tell the crowd was a little bit flat. That was like they are watching a beatdown. The Aljamain Sterling-Pierre Yarn fight was massive. That was a great fight as well. Like, you had two title fights. 
That's why the UFC is so good. Well, I think you tune in for a whole card. The US boxing needs what we have down here, like a UFC, no limit, some central organization that's just call it, making the Barry oh, Halls versus Paul Gallons. Yeah, making the Sonny Bill years. versus Paul Gallons. You'll Gallen. never get it. You'll never get it. No, we'll get it. Uh, like not, 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 in, not probably not in the US because there's too much money to be made with individual promoters. Yeah, right? for sure. Floyd just does his own but thing. Sonny versus... Sonny versus Sonny versus uh, Paul Gallant will happen. It's the money fight it. of Australia. Sonny Bill versus Paul Gallant, co-main event: Chuck Mundine versus John Bernard. It it it's gonna happen. I, I, one way or another, I know we've kind of gone back and forth, Chuck here and there. We've exchanged a so couple messages. I, I think it's gonna happen. I just you know we're gonna get it discussed with no limit. But Chuck, you know, I, I've called him out for being old and he can't move anymore. I don't want to fight his son because I'm fairly new to boxing. I've been getting in the ring, been training, so. <laughs> How do you I go? Can, can, can you throw him better? You look, look you're I've athletic. Got, I've got the muscular endurance, okay. if that's what you're so asking. So your last out, well, I could, all right, let's, let's, I let's, could go six rounds. Let's pretend we're boxing promoters here. Let's, what's this fight look like? Is it at four rounds? Is it five rounds? No, I reckon we go, yeah, we go five rounds. I went to the No Limit event just recently. Yep. I watched uh, Ashley Sims, Tarek's wife, uh, tee off uh, at, at the most recent No Limit boxing event. That was fight of the night for me. Um, is, a, is Chuck affiliated to any of those? Like no, no limit. No, I don't nah, think so. He's, he's not. I think he, he appeared on Stan recently, but his Stan Sport are doing the their own boxing. That's the only problem with Gal and SBW is SBW's. They'll come to an agreement. Stan and he's it's the mugged biggest, off Fox a couple of times, and Gal fights on Fox. It's the, it has to happen. It's the biggest fight Australia's been Who waiting wins? for because I, I reckon I reckon Gal wins. I think SBW. I think nah. people sleep on Sunny Bill. Now I just think Gal just showed he's got. Too much heart to get knocked out in that honey fight. Oh, you're fight. not knocking him out. Nah, and I and I think he's he's been in and around boxing a lot more than Sonny has in recent years. Sonny's yeah, been done Sonny's a fight here a and there. People Gal's like doing Sonny boxing full time. Yeah, well, Sonny will maybe maybe one more tune up fight, but he's rangy. He can box. He'd need to keep. Uh, he'd need to do what Justice Honey did and just keep it on the outside and just tee off. But you uh, need a you need a sledgehammer to put Gal away. And I'm even and Gal. even then, I'm I'm gonna take I take Sonny. Okay, I guess. And we'll then see. in the co-main, when it happens, I I think it'll happen. Not this year, maybe. I think so, I, the year after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going into maybe mid-year next year, they'll they'll get it. You done. and I should be boxing promoters because we have that fight. Then co-main event, you versus Chucky. Last on the five rounds. No disrespect. To I'm Chuck, going the distance. Looked a bit, he's looked a little bit. How you going the last? Few I'm fights. going the distance. I wouldn't count me out to give him a, get a knockout win. Would it be like a Floyd versus Logan Paul where you're getting a couple good shots? In I get it. No, kind of dancing because he, he would he would be the Floyd of Australian boxing for sure. So they need a Logan to pair him up with. I'm happy to be the Logan, and all I'm saying is, I think you can't count me out. All it takes is one punch, and I yeah, I, I reckon I got it. I got it in me. So I guess Bernard we'll see. Bernard by knockout. Bernard by knockout. I'm not going to go Mystic Mac, but probably by round four. Round four knockout. You'd got That's me. That's got to be paying fifty one dollars. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I get on it. Long shots. In the US, you can back yourself. I don't think I can gamble on myself here. I know some people have tried to, but (laughs) no. But uh, for me, we're going to go into HIAs. HIA is a segment where we call out some sus things that happen over the weekend of sports. But yeah, we investigate. So for me, it was last week coming out that the Tigers will be paying Luke Brooks $1.1 million next season. Now, do you think that he's worth. $1.1 $1.1 million in his in his current form. It'd be easy to bash Luke Brooks and just say he's not worth 10% of that. But I'm not going to blame Luke Brooks. I'm going to blame the West Tigers. Because I think Brooksy, you get him. Like, just like you spoke about the system can make the player better. Mm. You get him in a Melbourne system. You get him in a Rooster system. Even Manly. Watch. He would, he would be 10 times the player. Yeah. But the Tigers are a shit show. 
constantly paying overs on. They gave Reynolds 900k a year yeah. for a little bit. Like he's playing Madge, New South Wales Cup majority of the time. Yeah, Madge has been there for well, f- nearly four or five years now. Yeah. How many games do you think before he gets the He's got to be going soon. He can't be riding on that 2014 comp that he won. For, I think because <laughs> we let him, when he first came there and Benji was still there, everyone mm. was patient. He's won a comp. This is Madge. He knows what he's talking about. But they've regressed since then. They're, they're shocking. I think they, I think they lose their next few games. And he goes. And he well, goes. They're, they're yeah, 0 and I think within, within two weeks. They're 0-5. Yeah, if they go 0-8, 0-9. They're there. So I can't really see them getting an upset. Neither can uh, I. Over the next couple of weeks. I think maybe if they run against the Dragons they've got in the next two or three weeks, that maybe they can get a win uh, there. What? If you're another team, which play, which players from the Tigers would you poach? Which players Ken Mamalo on the wing, for one. Jackson Hastings could yeah. be a quality 6-7 somewhere. Luciano Lelua has a moment. He's gone. Really he's gone to the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah, it's a great signing. He's He's been their best player. Uh, David Nofaluma is one of the... pick up for them. Yeah, David Nofaluma is well. a great winger. Uh, Adam Dewey hasn't been playing this season, but we, we've seen him in form. Good to see him get back. I just think, yeah, they're just struggling as a whole. They haven't recruited that, that well. That just goes to show you that in a salary cap league where it's meant to be fair, everyone's got, everyone has the same amount of money at the start. We can't even name six, seven players that we would want to sign. But finding out that he makes $1.1 million, do you think that... Because there's been that argument that players don't want their salaries released Revealed. to the public. Do you think for salary cap purposes, for more transparency... Salary, uh, the player salary should be revealed. Yeah, why not? For it happens sure. overseas. I think it happens in every sporting yeah. league in the world. Why not? Their argument is the you're a plumber. You don't reveal how much. Not you're not saying you're yeah. a plumber. I'm saying if you just work in your office job, I don't reveal how much I make in my night. Well, the five. counter to that is like fans don't pay memberships to watch the plumber fix my toilet. Yeah, and oh, depends what only fans you're watching. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It depends what you're into. Yeah. <laughs> we don't discriminate. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think the, the only players that ever have a problem with this are the ones that are playing poorly. Yeah, I, I think players be, that are playing mad, like Ryan Pappenhausen, wouldn't well, care. Well, you, you can't whinge about know. the Roosters being under the salary cap, you know, sombrero anymore if all the all the oh, players' 100%. salaries are released in into the public. But you can't also complain about the salary sombrero when you're paying Luke Brooks one point two million. Exactly there you right. Go. Yeah, yeah. There no, you go. so I, I think I, I think they need like it's the RLPA that's holding it back, but I think they need to. I don't have a problem with it. I like it. Yeah, I think it's good. It's transparency. Every other league in the world, in every sport, does that. And yeah, it's only really. And it's a way to it's avoid cheating the salary. That, it's the only players that care are the ones that are playing bad, unfortunately. And yeah. the only teams that care are the ones like the Tigers. But where do you fix it? Madge has got to go. Brooks, for him as well. For him as much mm. as the Tigers, I think they've finally got to just. It'd be best for both if he moves on. Next up on the HIA, we've got the Lakers sacking their coach. Now, he hasn't been sacked yet, but he got word he was getting sacked by a watch bomb on Twitter. <laughs> Who breaks all the NBA news before everyone? He's got the connections, best journalist probably yeah. in NBA basketball, but breaks it early. So before he comes to the post-match conference, it was the last game of the season, he is now being told by the press, "Yeah, you've just been sacked. How, right how do you feel?" And he's he's come out and said, "I haven't told me shit." That he, to quote him, "I haven't been told shit." So, bit rough, very rough. I don't think it's his fault. As in his the performance no, of the I, Lakers is he was always going to be the the one sacrificed, but I don't think he's to blame. Who do you, who do you blame? You blame the GM. Does LeBron take a little bit of the blame as well? Because he is the GM. He's the only as well, and coach. they traded away. They traded away all their depth to get, you know, the NBA All Star team in 2011. Carmelo Anthony yeah. and all these guys. Like it, it didn't take a rocket scientist to work out that they needed shooters. They didn't get one. They they could have got Buddy Hield. They got. 
Russell Westbrook. I didn't think they expected Westbrook to be this much of a, a I, I didn't either. Brick. And then Anthony Davis is shooting some, has been shooting something like under 20% from three, so he's regressed. But they, they have come out and said, you know, he will be a coach elsewhere. This won't be his For last sure. coach. And he won a ring, so yeah. he'll, he'll, he'll be fine. It's but an asterisk ring because it was during a bubble season, but he did win a ring. Ring's yeah. a ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ring's a ring. In but, the history books. But yeah, I'd, but there's a few people to blame. LeBron's probably got to take, and I love LeBron, he's the GOAT, but he's got to take a little bit of the blame for me. Does he try and recruit for a championship next season or sure, does he just but, try? But who, who wants to take Russell Westbrook? Maybe one of those teams that gets duped all the time, like the Knicks or yeah. like all the Sacramento Keepers. I honestly, after seeing that season, no, any glimmer that you had, any Russell Westbrook fans would have just been like, nah, that's it. Like who, or maybe I try mean, and move Anthony Davis. That yeah. could be the, people are talking about that. Get Move Davis, try and get a shooter. I guess we'll see. But yeah, like I said, I don't see Westbrook really being that much in demand anywhere. I no. think if a, I think you got to probably if a franchise try. gets him, they're just getting him for the experience. Well, they don't him. have a first round pick either. So they're going to have to do some wheeling and dealing. Colin Cowherd, the best pundit in American sports, proposed a trade where they offer the Golden State Warriors Clay Thompson. Uh, Clay Thompson for Anthony Davis. I thought LeBron was coming out saying that he wanted to play with Steph. So, but he's, I think Steph said, no, I'm good where I am. <laughs> he doesn't want to go near yeah, that mess. Thanks, mate. But yeah, I, I mean, I guess we'll see. I, I feel for him. I, I think maybe some NRL coaches have gone past their use-by date and could get the sack from Twitter. Uh, in the near future, that could probably go yeah, down little, really well. A little buzz bomb. Or yeah, exactly. <laughs> buzz Rothfield just releasing the news. But what do we got next up on the HIA? We've got, we're going we're gonna to HIA the HIA. Okay. Because teams are just taking the piss out of the HIA. Now you've got this independent doctor that's come in and it's meant to make it better. A couple of weeks ago, we had Kurt Mann on here and mm. Kurt Mann got HIA'd for getting the Kicked nuts. in the balls. Yeah. Getting hit in the nuts. Is the HIA getting a little bit too ridiculous now where yeah. players are fine? They're, 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 they're jumping up. They're okay. And then you're getting this independent doctor that's coming in and pulling up play five minutes later and hooking them. I follow Phil Gould on Twitter because he's just the best mastermind in rugby league. Great rugby league mind. He hates external parties getting involved. Your doctors. He thinks lawyers are eventually going to come into the game. <laughs> I haven't been on the sideline on the field. I think it's too much. You know, players understand what they're getting into when they're playing rugby league, when they're playing all sports. Like, we just watched the UFC on the weekend. You can't tell me Hamzat wasn't concussed in the second round. Or Gilbert Burns. He copped an absolute right hand. The zombie got five years shaved off his life. Exactly right. (laughs) But they understand that they're getting paid... And they understand the risks of concussions and for sure how what the what the negative repercussions are going to be on their life going forward. NRL players know that too. They get paid for it. So if they cop a knock to the head, but they're all right to go and they want to stay on, willingly want to stay on, it's it should be up to the players. And we, it, I understand there's got to be some player safety there's involved. There's got to be a fine but line they're, between they're overcomplicating. Yeah, now, it's getting a bit too ridiculous now. Does that like any time there's a high tackle or? Even the like now, if you're tackling and it bumps off the ball, how often do you see that happen? Where it, uh, there's a hit, the shoulder bumps off the ball mm. and hits someone in the chin. Well, Paulo on the weekend put on a great shot. That, a penalty would have been enough then, even though five ten years he, ago I, that was fine. I didn't. It came off his shoulder. Was, was the first sweet. point of contact. And come then on, Sinbin was a bit. Hard. And and then that, that they ended up getting back into the game. The Titans off the back of that. So they haven't been shy to use a Sinbin this year. If you haven't seen, they're they're loving it. Yeah. It's getting a little bit like rugby union now. 
As long as we don't see what happened last year around Magic Round where anyone was copping just a, a scratch on the forehead and they were just sin binning everyone. What, you see how they slowed that what, down? Because what I don't people like about the NRL, out. though, is they say that they're going to crack down on something. I don't have a problem with them cracking down. If anything high is going to be a binning. Okay. It sucks because... But then you'll get players changing their technique, like Union. Very black and white. Mm. But don't say you're going to do it. And it's the only sport in the world that halfway through the year, they then change their adaptation. of It, it was about four or five. Yeah. Do you remember when they started cracking down? I loved it. On the play the balls. Yeah. They started cracking down people not using their foot. I loved it. I thought it was mad. Then halfway through, they were like, nah, actually, we're going to change it. Stick to something for a full they, season. Uh, they like to manage the public perception. If the people are off the rule changes, then they'll they'll quickly go back and not and not not push push hard on them. Like like you said, last year around Magic Round, when everyone was just getting sent 10 in the bin for high shots, that would just be a penalty normally. Every, they just change that yeah, tune they, midway they, through the season and say, okay, we're not doing that anymore. They're, they're going to be too happy. As you said, lawyers might get involved, but... Security guards are going to have to get involved. Do you see the the streaker? Oh, mate, the streakers were probably the they highlight were of the weekend. They were, I've never seen that many across Neither. across one round of footy. You got to blame the Swans for that because ever since Buddy's goal, the streakers are running rampant. Yeah, first the chick, which great run by her, and equally it was a fantastic hit by the security guard. And great then shot. She the took it like a champion. Day, she too. took it like a champ. Textbook technique. And what about the guy? Gets on the field and tackles the security guard at the Cronulla game. At the yeah, no, that that was just revenge for the um the crowd <laughs> getting back on the seckies. But I think Buzz Rothfield again. I like to harp on Buzz because I think he's just what's he up to now? He's a he gives a lot of misses on his takes on rugby league. But he said that the security was a bit too harsh on the woman uh, Savannah Johnson. Her name was that she sh- said it was her one goal in life was to to streak on the field. She achieved it on the weekend. She said she was this close to taking her bra off Oy. on the field. But it, it was a racy streak. It was. And she got Polax. She got Goldberg speared on the field. Now, if you're going to streak, like a rugby league player knows, he could cop a concussion on the field. Or you're going to cop a, a good tackle by one of the security guards. It's fair play. Whether you're a man or woman, it's a quality. You're going to get tackled. And she made a little bit of a mistake. The streakers, you've you got to run into space. Yeah. You run into space, you're going to get the around the ankles. You're a little tri-saver. But if you run straight into them, textbook. The, Mitchell the Moses was front and center he where loving. he saw the, the Goldberg spear on the woman and he did, couldn't believe what he was seeing. I think he had a little smile there. It was, just, it was refreshing to see. I know? liked it. And that brings us to our starters. Okay. Inspired by the two streakers over the weekend, we're going to go top five streakers. Kick well, it off, Bernard. Five, I'm going to go the woman on the weekend. Yeah. She, it was a classic streak. Fended off one security guard. They tried to take it easy on her a bit by grabbing her. And then she got speared. Goldberg speared into the ground. Took it like a champ. Good on her. And it's 2022. We love equality. We love women doing this and men. And number four is going to be Vitali, the big YouTuber. He streaked the World Cup final. Mm-hmm. And then a true romance. His girlfriend streaked the Champions League final in a Borat suit. We love that. Yeah, no, that was a classic. That went viral. And I think they had they were advertising to go to another site. It was an X-rated site. I can't say I checked it out. But... My th- three for the top five streakers has to go to New South Wales origin, uh, not New South Wales, state of origin streaking. Uh, this is a classic bold fat man jumping the, jumping the, the Gordon, Tallis, the Gordon look-alike. Tallis lookalike streaking during general play. I think there was a try score during it as well, but just real sloppy rig, did, dad bod, didn't really did get he, a good side of what. Did he cause a try or like something happened where like he ran onto the field and there was a distraction then they scored? Yeah, there was a distraction and I think they played on. And yeah. I think Queensland went and scored a try, and they awarded the try. So that goes down as one of the best rugby league streaks. 
We're going to go to WWE. This is elite. Not because of the streak. Stone Cold and Triple H were having a match. Someone jumps into the ring, goes to attack Stone Cold. Triple H, like a jack-in-the-box, pops up. German suplex. Hits him with a huge German suplex. Then gets some punches in for good measure. The best part, though, the ref jumps in, starts Robert De Niro and Goodfellas in him. Just kicking, just laying some him, into him. Stomping him. He starts uppercutting him. A real team effort. And that's number two. And final, best streaker of all time. Has to go to the cricket, Andrew Simon streaker. Big Roy. It's a classic in Australian streaking. He put an absolute shot on him. If you haven't seen it, is he probably should have played rugby league. It, it was a, I it think was he a, did. He did play rugby league. <laughs> I was saying for an extended period of time. He put a massive shoulder charge on this streaker. It lives forever in Australian streaking. It had all the components of a good streak. The streaker was naked, mm-hmm. so the junk was bouncing around, and then you just had a nice... This He would have got 10 weeks for that hit now, Roy Simons. He just tucked it in. Bang, and smashed him. An honourable mention as well. She didn't make the list. Sam Kerr. Sam Doing Kerr. Doing her best. Andrew Simon's impression as well. She, well she, she grew up in Perth, so I don't know if she played rugby league. but she's Tough nice striker. Little, yeah, nice little, good little hit there. So that was a huge top five. We had the women, Vitaly and his girlfriend, New South Wales Origin, WWE, and Andrew Simons. Before we wrap up the starters, I want to know, how can you stop streakers? You can't. And you, you, can't, don't, eh? you don't want to get too close because you don't want to, especially if they're naked. You know what I mean? Especially with social distancing nowadays. You don't know what these people are carrying. But I, I, what does security do? And why is it so easy to jump on the field now? I think I you're going like to see... there's been a wave now of, of streakers. Maybe I wanna, the penalty's not enough. I don't mind seeing for entertainment, you know, when the game's, you know, out of the balance. But the one on the weekend with the flair was a bit silly. Well, he got jailed. He, he's, he's gone to prison for three months. No way. Well, you can't, you can't bring a weapon onto the field and let it off. You know, that could have been anything. Yeah. But he was getting a, he was getting a mouthful from the commentators saying well, We all know silly. that the Australian media, they're scared, they're scared shitless of flares. They don't like him at football. Yeah. So he yeah. may as well have been carrying a bomb onto the field. <laughs> exactly. Because, but yeah, maybe maybe the penalty now wrapped up the starters. Another great start. We're going to go to our long shot. For those of you who don't know, we do one each. We haven't nailed one yet. We got close. Not I think one. Gilbert Burns. That was very close. Could have gone his way against Hums Up. But Could have gone his way, but... Our goal this year is just to nail one each. One mm. each, and I'm happy. What are you thinking? I'm going to go a futures with the plane just kicking off in the NBA. I'm going to call Ben Simmons to make a return for the Brooklyn Nets. Have a good shot. I think he's a missing piece of the puzzle there. And the Brooklyn Nets to go all the way Ooh, to uh, win an NBA championship. That's my long, long shot. long, long shot. Yeah. I'm going to stick with the NBA. I'm going to go the Boston Celtics to win the East. They're it's my dark horse the in the East. They've just been, they've been peaking at the right time of the year. The Bucks, Philly, the Nets, they're probably the favorites, but I'm going to go a little bit of a dark horse. They're very well coached. They've got a great bench. I think they're paying decent as well. We they're my see dark how horse. they go in their, in their seven-game series. They're a good team for a while, and they've never been able to, they always used to run into LeBron, and we all know what happened there. The <laughs> yeah. GOAT just did what the GOAT does. But yeah, they're, they're, my, they're my little dark horse. I, 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 think that, I think that's not a bad bet. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Okay. We do our tips. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think you're beating me by one. I am. And I think the we've settled that the loser of tips at the end of the year will be shaving their head. Oof, now, I don't good. look good bold. I do not look good bold. I need all the hair I can get. So, I've got a massive melon. So it's big stakes here. Big stakes. I've got a huge... Yeah, I'll be... I'll, well, it doesn't matter because I'll be winning. So okay, I'm well, not going to have to do it. I'm already ahead. So I'm putting you not... straight on the spot because we have we usually write these down. We both came in a little bit late mm-hmm. today. So I'm just, I've whipped out my phone. I've got the app up. Canberra versus North Queensland. Canberra. Canberra. Me too. Typical Good Friday. One of the 
cornerstones of the rugby league calendar. Mm-hmm. South Sydney versus your mighty Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Always great clashes. I've got to go South. Even with no Latrell, they got Blake Taft going in. Yeah, I'm going to go gonna, South. They're going to win that one. I think so too. Penrith Broncos. Penrith, Penrith. standard. This could be an interesting game. Mm. Manly, turboless Manly versus the Titans. I'm going the Gold Coast for an upset. Huge. I, Huge. I, I know. I think. I think you're going to go the opposite. Here's a stat for you about the Titans. I think every game they've played in this year has been decided by six or less. So you know it's going to be close. It's going to be a close game. But I just think they're due for a win, the Titans. They have strung a couple of good games together this season. Um, their attack's not bad. I back AJ Brimson. I think I think without Turbo, they're still going to struggle. They, have, they played okay last week. I'm going to go the Titans Here we this go. Week. Well, this is going to be the game either that I level it up or you pull too clear because I'm going to go Manly. Okay, here we go. Great game. Sunday, Saturday night, 7.30. Bit of a reunion for Nico Hines. Melbourne play Cronulla. Cronulla have been a bit of a bogey team for Melbourne in the past. Nico Hines has come out and said, yeah, they'll come after me. You know, they've got the cheat sheet on me. I know them as well. He's been playing well. I'm going to go Melbourne. Uh, I I just think, you know, Bellamy will be all over him. They'll do a lot of prep during the week. And they've been all class, so Melbourne. Roosters, Warriors, Easter Sunday. Roosters, where's that at? That's it. That's it, yeah, CG. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go the Roosters. Young Roosters, I think I'm going to go to that. That should be good. I haven't been to a footy in a while. Oh, this one's going to be an interesting one. Dragons versus Newcastle. Good luck picking that one. I'm going to go St. George. Yeah, me too. They're due for a win. And, you know, the Knights have just been subpar. They haven't been stringing. They've got a lot of off-field noise in the background with Caelan Ponga. But I just think, yeah, the the Dragons are due for that win. I'm going to leave this one pending. I'm going to say Dragons now. But when I submit my tips to producer Shabs, I may change it. These team, neither team has impressed me. The Dragons, I was hot on first couple of weeks, mm. and they've been, they've been again very, a team very... like the Knights. They don't have the troops around, you know, your Ben Hunt or some. They just need to plug in some quality players. I don't think Moses Mbai's been playing that well. Nah, they've been chopping and changing his position. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, that that one could change, and then this one's definitely not going to change. Parramatta versus Tigers. Apparently, it's going to be a sellout at Combank. That's always a cracker game. If I'm a Tigers fan, how are you even going to the games? Anymore? Yeah, I wouldn't be. It will be look, it'll be, it'll look be, there's one game you're gonna lift for. Easter Monday, full crowd. It's gotta be this one. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be Paramount of thirteen plus with these. Mitchell yeah. Moses will be putting on another showing, playing with a lot of confidence. Yeah, para para thirteen plus. So there's one tip we're different, maybe two, depending how I'm feeling, a little bit closer to Thursday. Some good games. Good South, games are South Bulldogs. Don't rule the doggies out in that one. Cody Walker, what's happened to him? I think they're just adjusting to not having that organizer seven being there in Adam Reynolds. Uh, Lockie Elias has been good though. He's been good. He, I, I just, has been really they're good. just they're just kind of settling on their attack. They've looked good, you know, on the, that back end against the Roosters that game. They've they've had in spurts they've looked good in attack, but I think a, a team against the Bulldogs they, they should be the heavy favourites, well, which they are. The reason I brought that up is because we totally forgot we didn't do a po- we didn't do participation. Who's your participation for the week? Now, participation is the people that have had absolute shockers for the week of sports. Who's your participation? I'm going to go Cody Walker. Cody Walker, he led led the league last year in assists. Can you believe this, Bernard? He doesn't have one. One assist this year. He does not have one assist. After five rounds. His stats, they they, they did beat He's always good for a try, though. He's always sniffing around the rough. He's good against Penrith, but he's been... I think he's trying to do too much. I thought coming into this season that... No Reynolds, he's going to shine. He's going to look even better. The opposite has happened. He's trying to, I think he's trying to do too much and he's trying to overcompensate, so he's doing nothing. Lockie Elias has been great. His but, stats against St. George. Yeah. Cody Walker, what are you known for? X Factor, taking the line on. Two runs, 
12 metres, an error, and seven missed tackles. Oh, maybe without Reynolds, he's he's playing more of this, that, that organiser, not more of that running 5-8 game where Reynolds would take a lot of the pressure off him and let him just play his game. And he's got that young half with him now. Uh, they're kind of just figuring out their attack, so maybe it's that. I think they'll adjust and you'll see Cody Walker come. I, I think they're, they're top four for me, Souths, at full strength. You know, obviously yeah. with Latrell, with him gone now, I think Roosters are probably going to slot in there. Taft's played in a grand final. But yeah, Charles a big loss. Huge loss, loss. Huge loss. He's uh, there probably main. I don't mind saving the participation for the end. Yeah, for me, I'm going to go fake F1 fans. <laughs> we, we touched on it a little bit earlier. You know, everyone's just watched these Drive to Survive on Netflix. All of a sudden, I'm seeing Lebos that haven't watched F1 in their life take to Melbourne. All of a sudden... You know, story well, in the Grand Prix. Well, it became the new Bay Run. Everyone was at the yeah, F1 this all weekend. all of a sudden they're at the Heineken after party as well. It's a bit too much for me. If you're a fan, you're a fan, go. But it's nice to see they're getting some some traction, the F1. So for me, it's a, it's a fake F1 fans. Bring it to Sydney. It, it's coming. It's coming. Bring it to Sydney. On that note, I think that's a great way to wrap it up. Anything good happening for you this weekend? I, What's I, on the cards? For me, I'm going to watch the footy. I want to yeah. go to the Good Friday game. It's a tradition. Get all our mates jersey go, on? Yeah, go to the Bulldogs game. Uh, and hopefully, you know, there's no drama like there is when, you know, James Graham's charging down a football, classic, like a classic, moment, yeah. but no, I hope the dogs can get the win. I guess we'll see. What, what, what are you going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to, I think I'm going to go to the Roosters game. Easter Sunday. My whole family's away. So happy Easter to anyone that's celebrating, but I'll be at the Chooks game, SCG, in my Roosters polo, uh, supporting the boys. Hopefully the Roosters look a bit better, but we're going to peak at the right time of the year. On that note, I am busting to go to the toilet. So it's <laughs> goodbye from me. Make sure you guys are following us on Instagram, on TikTok, the B-Team Podcast. Give us a little like and check us out on TikTok as well because we're posting every single day on that. Take it easy, guys, until the next B-Team episode. And happy Easter to anyone that's celebrating. See ya. See ya.